Hi, friend. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know that this episode of The Business of Thinking Big has been generously sponsored by Scotiabank Women Initiative, our MamaCon 2021 title sponsor. Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is The Business of Thinking Big the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Joining me today to talk all about business banking basics is the incredible Yvonne, who is with Scotiabank. And of course, Scotiabank is one of our partners who are helping us bring our MamaCon event to life at the end of October. So good morning, Yvonne. Thank you for being here. Good morning, and thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I know that when you are starting a business and you're juggling raising a family, helping clients, you're doing all the marketing, it feels like you're wearing all the hats. And one of the things that can get overlooked is the importance of getting your business banking in order. And that's why we had decided to have you on the conversation today, because so many of our mamas have so many questions about it. It's overwhelming. It's confusing. So I'm excited to get started. But before we do, why don't you take a minute to tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Yvonne, and I am a small business development manager with Scotiabank. And what my role is, is I support the small business advisors across Mississauga. And I also work with the small business owners and put them in front of the right partners. I'm sort of a liaison to make sure that they get the right partner, depending on their business needs to get things done and moving for them as as efficiently as possible so that they are they can focus on their business and we take care of the business banking side. Oh, and that is so wonderful, isn't it? When you have someone that you can count on to help you with the stuff that maybe you're not so strong in. We really preach and teach that in my community. So thank you for echoing that. And thanks again for being here. So let's start off with this really basic question. You know, my community is female entrepreneurs, mom entrepreneurs, and many of them are just starting out. And so when you're at that stage, should you have a separate business account from your regular personal finance account? Let's start with that. Yeah, great question. And, you know, even on the retail side, we get that question a lot when business owners are coming in. So I definitely would recommend keeping your personal and business banking separate. And there's a few reasons for that. So firstly, it makes your bookkeeping a lot neater and more organized. So, you know, if you think about your personal account, you're putting through, you know, your groceries, you're putting through your your personal expenses. So when it comes time to do your bookkeeping, when it comes time to giving your accountant separation of what are you writing off under the business, keeping things separate under a business account makes so much sense. And it makes things a lot easier. You can just transfer everything into an Excel file, you send it off. And then they do the magic behind the scenes, right? So that's, that's one of the reasons is it keeps the bookkeeping clean, tidy. Also, from an audit perspective, and you know, sometimes, you know, people get audited and that's just kind of the nature of running a business. It also makes things a lot easier. The onus is on the business owner 
to show that it is a, a business expense. So if you think about filling up your gas, for instance, right, if you're putting that through your personal account, it's kind of hard to justify, you know, that you went to see a client and you were driving all around, you know, town and you needed to fill up. But whereas when you're putting it through your business account, it's a business expense. The other great thing is business owners can write off their banking fees, their professional fees. It's an expense of a business and they get to write that off at the end of the year. So it just makes a lot of sense to keep things separate and it makes it nice and tidy and clean. So when you're doing your you know, quarterly or year end accounting, it's just your accountant will love you. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say I have a lot of bookkeepers, accountants who are going to be listening to this, who are probably thinking, thank you for saying that, Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I used to be a business owner prior to, to joining the bank and my accountant used to be like, please separate your business expenses. please." <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and I, I, can I, I, I totally, I can remember back in the day when I was just starting out it felt like it was just easier because, again, there was just so many things that you have to do to get a business up and running. And opening a bank account just seemed like one other hoop to jump through. But it is so important. And, and on that note, I want to dive into the what we should be looking for when we're choosing a business bank account. What are, what are some of the things you think are important that my people should be keeping an eye out for? Yeah, for sure. So I think the pandemics really shifted a lot of things for business owners, right? Before, you know, you'd come into a branch, you do your banking, you'd want to make sure that, you know, the line's moving quickly. But I think after the pandemic, a lot of businesses has, have really shifted to digital and online banking. So I would say looking for a bank that has a good online platform and bis some business owners' needs are pretty complex, depending how they pay their staff. So I'm I'm really proud that Scotia Bank was one of the first banks to launch the Interact e-transfers for businesses. That made you know the feedback that we got was tremendous on that how much easier it made their life, right? And that really resonated with me. I was like, wow, this digital online banking platform is so important to business owners, right? And they're shopping around, you know, they're looking well my bank doesn't offer me this, but you're offering me this. And this is going to make my life so much easier without me having to go into a bank, stand in line, you know, I got to wear a mask. There's there's so many, I'll, I'll say obstacles now in, in sort of doing the person banking, right. So I think having a good online platform is important. And then the other, you know, maybe aside from the banking piece, what makes it easier is I think a lot of times business owners, they want to do everything on their own, right? The administration stuff, running their business and business owners are phenomenal at running a business, but it can get overwhelming with the admin stuff. So, and I understand costs can be expensive, but if you can get a good accountant, get a good bookkeeper, it will save you a lot of time and it will make things, you know, you get your filing on time. They'll do the behind the scenes stuff so that you can really focus on what you're good at and that's running your business. Yes, yes, I am down for that. Anything that keeps us in our zones of genius <laughs> as creators. Yeah. I work with a lot of creative yeah. entrepreneurs and just the banking side of things is not their strong suit. So I love yeah. this so much. Love it. You leave that to the bankers. Yes. <laughs> That's why we're here. That's right. Keep them in their zones of genius too, right? Exactly. exactly. Tell me this. What are some of the common mistakes that you see when people are setting up a bank account? They're just getting their business banking going. Just, we want to yeah. know what we can avoid doing. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, I, I think one of the most common mistakes that I've come across and even speaking to, you know, my team is, 
again, I know that when a business owner is starting up their business, keeping costs down is so important, right? You want to make sure that, you know, you're getting, you're trying to get your business up and running. So the last thing you want is to be paying tons of fees that you really don't need to, right? Yes. I would say, you know, one of the common mistakes is business owners will come in and they'll say, I just want the lowest fee account. Those low fee accounts, they're great for a certain type of business, right? But what happens a month, two, three down the line, guess what? Your business is doing well. You're getting transactions coming through, but then you didn't have a chance to look at your statement. And before you know it, your $6 account is now costing you $25, right? Because you have a lot of transactions, right? Yes. And I think we have so many great packages that are cost effective. Just let the bankers, you know, let them know what it is that, what, what are you anticipating? And I always say, a year from now, what would you like your business to look like? How much would you want to see in your account, right? Because chances are, you dream it, it's going to come to life. And I think going for that better option from the beginning will save you a lot of fees down the line, will save you a lot of headache of, you know, calling your advisor, coming into the bank, getting those fees adjusted, or, you know, revisiting the account again. Same goes for credit cards. You know, a lot of time business owners will say, I don't want a credit card. I, I don't want a fee credit card. I don't need it for now. If you're qualifying, take the card. And that is important <laughs> because, again, down the line, you know, there's a lot of it's easier qualifying when you're sitting in front of the advisor. They already have you there. Then you got to pull up the paperwork. You got to get your financial statements in order. So if you qualify for the credit card, because then you can put your transactions through your credit card rather than putting it through your account. And sometimes the no fee isn't always the best option because there's so many perks and benefits Mm. that cards offer now that your card should almost be giving you something better than the annual fee that you're paying. So like our Momentum Cashback Visa, the fee, once you're using it, it will be justified by the amount of cashback that you're receiving. So I think just looking at those options and being open to uh, seeing what else is available and not just going for the lowest fee. It's, it's one mistake that I've seen. Yeah, that's, that's really important advice. And I like, first of all, anytime somebody says, if you dream it, it's going to happen that I that's cause to celebrate. Yeah. Cause I, that's my whole way of living. And that's what we do in my communities. It's all about dreaming big, but I, I know that can be yeah. hard to anticipate what your business might be doing in the future. And I loved your advice of, you know, think about how many clients you might be serving or how many team members you might be paying. I mean, back in the early days, I couldn't have imagined that I would have a team of five or six individuals that I pay every month, some of them a couple times a month. And so you're right, those those fees do add up. It's, It's important that we think about where our business is going and then find the bank that's going to listen to that, have those conversations with us and really understand, you know, what is that, is it that we need from a bank? Because, you know, it, it's confusing. Sure. There's a lot to know, but it's, but it's so important yeah. to do that thinking forward. Anything else on yeah. the subject of like sort of mistakes that you see or? You know, I think I would say those are the most common ones that I would come across. You know, I, I think the, the bookkeeping part and the admin part is a lot, right? And, yeah. you know, a lot of times it, it will be, you know, you're, you're trying to juggle, you're responding to emails about your business. And then you're you're like, oh, my goodness, I got it. I would say that those are probably, the, you know, the, the bigger ones, you know, and I think I would probably say from from a growth perspective, as businesses get to grow and get established, I would say, you know, leverage funding, definitely reach out to the bank. And you know, 
borrow because why would you tie up your own cash if you there's so many things that the bank will finance it's actually quite amazing you know what some of the creative things that you know that we can do at scotia bank and you know taking over leases and working with partners it's just that's just the tip of the iceberg so reach out ask questions there's never a bad question so i would say get as much information and don't hesitate you know the worst the worst that you'll say is it, they'll say is no i'm sorry but it doesn't hurt to ask. So don't be scared to come to a bank. We like those questions. We want to see people coming and asking. So for sure. you know what? And that I'm so glad you brought up funding because this is a tricky issue, especially I find with female business owners. I think a lot of us were raised under sort of this old school assumption of like, you don't want debt. You don't want to owe anyone. Always pay your bills on time. And I, and I get that. And I think those are, are good and sound practices. But I do think it's different when you're growing a business and that you have big goals and dreams. And sometimes those big goals and dreams take more funds than what you have available at the time. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what Scotia is doing to help specifically women in business. And I know you're going to be speaking more about this at MamaCon because we're talking all things funding at MamaCon, but maybe just give us some of the highlights. Yeah, no, for sure. Since our program deployed in in 2018, we've had a few pillars that we really wanted to focus around with the program. And first and foremost was giving access to capital and tailored solutions. So I'm so proud to say that the program has successfully fulfilled its commitment to deploy $3 billion in capital to women-owned and women-led businesses in Canada. And we are also launching the program in Jamaica in December and then down the line in Chile and Costa Rica as well. So the program is definitely growing and there is a lot of interest in it. The other pillar that we've leaned on to help women-led businesses is education. And through our Scotiabank Women-Led website, which is scotiabankwomeninitiative.com, if you're interested to check it out, there's a lot of content and information, as well as tools and resources that you can use. So I mean, you know, in the past, you would be wondering, well, what do I need to come to? Like, I I need a, a line of credit. Where do I begin? Like, what information are they going to ask me for, right? And I think it just can become overwhelming. Mm. Check out the website. I mean, there's a lot of business plans that samples that you can look at. You don't need to spend the big bucks anymore, right? The Mm -hmm. tools are there. So I would definitely encourage anyone that wants to get some more information to check out the website. And then access to information, mentorship, and working with, with our leaders to get more out of the program. So I've hosted about four boot camps where we've had networking events. The networking that happens is tremendous. And I have to say, when you're talking to a business owner and they're like, oh my goodness, I remember at that event that you guys hosted, I had I had connected with so-and-so and this is what we're doing right now. That is such a pleasure to hear. And that is so empowering both for the business owner and for as a bank, as being a woman working for Scotiabank to hear these stories of how it elevated them. And again, I think now in a digital age where we're really kind of moving away from in-person, participating in, in those kinds of either virtual events is so impactful, right? You never know down the line. And then you hear some great ideas, some creativity. It really, it's it's pretty amazing, I have to say. I almost get butterflies when I talk about it. I'm getting butterflies because it's it just, it feels to me rare 
that a bank would do all of this. And so much of what you have put together is free or, you know, very close to free. And I love that, you know, you preach and teach a lot of the stuff that we do here in this community, which is surrounding yourselves with like-minded people, right? Finding those mentors that have been where you want to go that can lift people higher and all of that great stuff. And even just the education piece. I mean, it's so crucial for business owners to always be learning. And I love hearing that you've got these pillars in place to really support female entrepreneurs. And I would say, you know, specifically some of the hardest hit people throughout this last 18 months during the pandemic were mom entrepreneurs, if you think about it right? It was all landing on our laps. These mamas who are trying to run a business, trying to support their family, but also they've got kids at home. And so it just, it really, really speaks to me that Scotia is going out of their way to put these things in place. Yeah, no, for sure. My hat goes down. And I mean, I have three kids myself and I totally, you know, sometimes just the juggling part, it's tough. And I'm so proud to work with with women-led businesses. It just, it really makes me feel like you know what, we're moving in the right direction and we're doing the right thing to support these businesses. I want women to feel comfortable to walk through this bank and to walk through our door and want to sit with our advisor and really walk out with that value. And as a bank, we're, we're really making leaps and strides in that direction. So very proud. Well, I'm very proud that you have decided to support us at MamaCon. And before we kind of go there, I did have one other question for you. And I know it's on the minds of some of my digital entrepreneurs who sell to non-Canadians. So maybe yes. they have an online course or a community and they, you know, it's global. They have people from all over the world. So should we be getting a separate USD bank account? Is that something we should be thinking about? Yes, definitely. If you're working with customers that are non-Canadian, chances are you're receiving payment in U.S. funds. And there's a lot of benefit to having a U.S. account because you don't have to worry about the exchange rate that day, right? Because if you don't have that account, what happens is once the payment comes in, it gets converted into Canadian and whatever the exchange rate is that day, that's what it gets booked at, right? And it may not be favorable. So if you're not needing the funds right away and you can kind of let it sit in the account and sometimes you also want to pay your other vendors or, you know, whoever it is that you're working with in U.S. dollars as well. So this way you're not constantly having to look at the market and play with the foreign exchange. So I would definitely recommend to have a USD account. And in addition to that, through our online cash management services, we also have an online foreign currency account. So if you're receiving funds in euros or some other more common currencies, you can park funds in that account as well. So you're not necessarily having to worry about that exchange. So definitely would recommend it. Yeah, I think this is just one of those things we are living in a digital world. And I remember when I first started out, the majority of my customers were like, I could probably walk to their house, right? And I started this community used to be in yeah. East, my, my Moms & Co community used to be an East Toronto Moms Meetup group, in fact. But now we have members yeah. all over the country and even beyond. And so I think it's important that we, even if we don't necessarily consider ourselves a digital business or an online business, which I know a lot of my mamas do not think of their business that way. But if you are serving your customers online, if you are accepting money online, you are a digital business and we need to be thinking about this. And I think there's a lot of opportunity too, once you have that USD account, because now all of a sudden 
your potential client base has just expanded exponentially, right? You don't have to just serve the people. Now, obviously for our brick and mortars, that's not the case, but I've also served a lot of brick and mortar businesses in the last year who have found a way to turn themselves into an online business and serve customers that way. So, you know, the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. If once you figure out this piece and you're able to do it, there's so many opportunities. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, I think things are moving away from sort of the check and the cash and people want to pay, you know, digitally, right? So I think it's it's a very valid point that you bring up. Yeah. So let's touch really quickly on the funding piece and what you're going to be sharing at MamaCon. Really, I think we're talking more access to capital at MamaCon. Do you want to give anyone else a sort of a sneak peek what we're going to be chatting about that day? You know, I want to share my personal experience as well. And I think that resonates probably the best with business owners, just being, just sharing my own story and what sort of hurdles I came across when I was looking to, when we had our business and how intimidating it could have been to come into a bank. But I also want to remove those sort of biases that we're feeling because the bank, you know, just sharing just a few of the highlights of what we're doing as a bank and how we're supporting and just what you can do to sort of start that conversation, right, with a banker and giving them the resources, letting them know where they can look to find them. I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that the business owners walk away, they are going to feel like, okay, you know what, this isn't so bad, I can totally go in and I can get this. You know what, you'd be surprised, chances are you'll probably get what you're asking for, right? So, you know, those are some of the things that we're going to talk about. And as well as, you know, the future of what the program is holding and we're growing, we are growing and we are expanding. So, you know, we want everybody, if I could get every woman led business to participate in the program, there are so many benefits. And, you know, as you had mentioned earlier, it's a no cost program and it just makes sense to participate if you can. There's information that's that's constantly being rolled out, updates, things are changing at lightning speed. We also have partnerships with CFIE, which is very unique to Scotia Bank and also MNP. So there's a ton of information that business owners can access. There's advocacy groups, right? And that's all through sort of that collaboration and partnership with Scotia. So access the resources, take advantage of them. It's there for the for, for you as a business owner to use. So those are some of the things that, you know, I'm hoping to dive deeper into and answer any questions. And no question is a bad question. Like I want as many questions as possible, right? Because that's the reality. You're good at running your business, but we are the bankers. We want to take those, you know, that headache away and you're not worrying that I'm going to come into a bank and I don't have this or this is what I'm going to need. We want to take all that away. Yes. Well, thank you for speaking to that because I know if I have felt frustrated with banks or such services in the past, I know my people have as well. So I yeah. love that you're going to be sure. joining us at MamaCon to continue this conversation and give our mama entrepreneurs more of that really concrete how to, because I know that's what they want to know is, well, how do I go from this idea to actually securing the funding? What are the steps? How do I start that conversation? So if you're listening to this and you want to know more, then you definitely have to pick up your ticket to MamaCon. Remember, it is happening on Friday, October 29th at the Globe and Mail Center in Toronto, Canada. It is open to any mama who has a business 
Or even if you're just thinking of starting a business or you're at the side hustle phase, it is never too early to come and get access to this information, right? A big part of what we do is just give you access to the people, the resources, and the skills that you need to succeed in business. And Yvonne's going to be there. Scotia will be represented and you will be sharing all of your amazing knowledge. You'll have the opportunity to ask her questions, ask the people questions that you want to know in terms of business banking, in terms of accessing funding. That is really the best place to bring all your questions. And it's going to be a really fun day. I'm excited. Me too. I can't wait. <laughs> and, and of course, as you all know already, it's a live and in-person event, which means you will need to show proof of vaccination. Regardless, the event is going to be super safe. It's going to be super fun, very interactive, lots of opportunity to network. As you said, as you mentioned, the networking is so important. Now more than ever, we need to be connecting with the people that can help us succeed. So Yvonne, I thank you. And once again, can you tell people where they can find out more about the program? Where should they go again? So it's scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Yes. And there's a ton of information there. Definitely encourage anyone who's looking for more resources to check it out. Perfect. Well, we will drop that in the show notes if you're listening. And Yvonne, thank you again for spending the time with me today. I know my people really, really appreciate your support. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the business of thinking big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com. Thank you.